Alright, so we'll just go over quickly. Is one was about the that almost Rabbi Huda Amar Shmuel said the halacha is like Rabbi Gamliel. Tani Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Emer. Okay, from there. I'm just going to say it outside like, as follows: that you can have someone say twice at night Kriyishma. Once is going to be a minute before Alais, One will be a minute after, and he's Yetsi Yedei Chayvasai. He fulfills his obligation for the night Kriyishma and for the day Kriyishma. So the Gemara asks that this itself is a question because you said twice by night you're saying Kriyishma, and then you say that once by the day, once by night. So how do you understand that? So the answer is, is that really it's your, your you fulfill your obligation for the day. The reason why it's called night is because some people are sleeping at that point, and there are only some that wake up. Since the majority are sleeping, then so that's why they call the night, but really, you can fulfill your obligation for the day. Then we had another b'risa, which was the exact opposite, that we had that if a person could say Kriyashma twice by the day, once before Neitzachama, which is sunrise, one after Neitzachama, and which is, the Gemara says that both of them are during the day, and the person can fulfill his obligation for the previous night and for the following day. So the Gemara had asked, that, that's a question, that's a steer, that's a contradiction, because you said, first of all, you're saying Kriyashma twice by day, but then you call it that you fulfill your obligation for the night and for the day. So if you sang it during the day, then how do you fulfill your obligation for the night? And the Gemara answered because really it's during the day. However, since most people are sleeping then, so that's why it's that's why we call it. I'm sorry, that's why you can fulfill your obligation right from the previous night. So something just interesting from this Gemara. It seems like that if you say Kriyashma from the minute after Alaisa Shachar, it seems like you can fulfill your obligation of Kriyashma. So we're going to see. This is very important for the next Mishnah on Daftesima base. On the, on the next page, the Gemara is going to say we're going to have different opinions of the Mishnah, and none of the opinions are the minute after Alais. So for for Shachras, no Kriyshma in the morning, the earliest time we're going to see in the Mishnah what they are. It's it's going to be between when you can tell the time between Tchilas uh, um, and and Lavan, which is like a blue and a white. And we'll see the, the you know the different things. And but right in, right now at this point, this Gemara is saying that you can already say Kriyshma from from the minute after Alais Shachar, which is a minute after dawn. Okay. So now the Gemara goes on as follows. Amr Abzeiro, which is the fourth line on Tasamad Aleph. Okay, the Gemara says, Amr Abzeiro, Bavach Leimar Hashkivenu. This is referring to someone that goes ahead and he's saying his Kriyashma for the night, he's saying it a minute before dawn. So that guy who says that should not say Hashkivenu, since it's not a time, the way Rashi explains it is that it's not Tchilas Shkiva. It's not the beginning time of when one goes to sleep. So since no one goes to sleep then, that at a uh, minute before dawn or something like that, then that's why we don't say Hashkivinu, which is the paragraph that we say after Shema by Meirif, which the, the translation of Hashkivinu is, is lie us down to sleep. So no one goes, down, no one goes to sleep then, so that's why we uh, take out this, this prayer, you don't say it. The Gemara goes on, Ki also Rabbi Yitzchak bar Yosef, Amar hadar Rabbi Acha bar Chanino, Amar ben Levi, Lav b'fair Shemar. Now this was, uh, okay, I just skipped this out, but the Gemara had said before that we paskin like this second way of learning, which was that a person that goes ahead and says Kriyashma twice, once a minute before sunrise, once a minute after sunrise, he fulfills his obligation, one for the morning, for the coming day, and one for the previous night. Those two obligations. So the Rabbi Shubham, this that he said that we learn like this, Brisa, the second one, he didn't say it straight out. He didn't say it actually. Rather, we learned the Allah Michlala Imar. We learned it from a general rule, which was like this. Dahu Zuga, Darabanam. There was a peer of rabbis, I guess two rabbis. The Ishtak or Behulullah de Berei, the Rabbi Shuvan Levi. They got drunk at the wedding of the son of Rabbi Shuvan Levi, and they fell asleep. So Aslu Kamid Rabbi Shuvan Levi was in the morning, and Omar, he said, Kedaihu Rabbi Shimon l'smeichel abeshasat chak. You can rely on Rabbi Shimon's opinion that says you can say Kriyashma until Nate 
um, at a time that um, when, when you come to a situation where you, where you, you know, you slept through it and you're an onus, it's shasat chak, so uh, it's a pressing time, then you can go ahead and rely on Reb Shimon and say Kriya Shema from right before Nate, right before sunrise, and you can fulfill your obligation from the previous day. Tomorrow goes on, Maisa Shabot. This is going back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah had said, if you remember in that base all the way back then, there were three opinions of how long you could say Kriya Shema. So the first opinion was until uh, Amur HaShachar, I'm sorry, Seifa Shmur Rishayna, which was the end of the first watch. The second opinion, which was the Chacham, was Tol Chatzais. Reb Gamliel, which was the third opinion, was until Amur HaShachar. And the Gemara had said right after that opinion of Reb Gamliel, that the sons of Reb Gamliel came, came home from a party late in, late in the night, after Chatzais, after midnight. And they came and asked Reb Gamliel, can we still say Shema? So the Gemara is going to ask as follows. V'ad hashta, v'ad hashta, and until now, until now, you're telling me that they didn't know what their father held? Their father was the one that said, you can say Kriyashma until, until Allah is Shachar, until dawn. So what are they asking? Can I still say Kriyashma? They should know that. So this is what they were asking. You, father, Rab Gamliel, we know that the Rabbanon, the rabbis argue on you, and they say that you can only do till Chatzais, till midnight. We have, a, we have a general rule. If you have a single person, and you have many, the, the law is always going to accord like the many people, like the Rabbim. Like the majority. So over here, we should not go like you, our father, that says we can say Kriyashma until Shachar, until dawn. Rather, we should go to Chatzai, until midnight. Or rather, maybe maybe really the rabbis accord with your opinion that you can go until Alaysa Shachar. And this that he said, you got to stop at Chatzai, at midnight, is only to make sure, to put up a fence, to put up a safeguard that we shouldn't go through the morning without saying Kriyashma the night. So we say, no, stop at midnight. So Amlahu, Rabbi Gamliel said back as follows. He said to his sons like this, Rabbanan kavasi svir lahu. You're right. The rabbis do learn like me that you can say Kriyashma until the morning. And now you are obligated to go ahead and say this Kriyashma. And this that the rabbis in the Mishnah said that you have to stop at midnight. That's because we wanted to prevent someone from transgressing and not saying Kriyashma. So this comes out a very interesting point. That the Mishnah, we had three opinions in the Mishnah of when the last time that someone could say Kriyashma is. According to this, there's only two opinions. The Chacham agreed to Reb Gamliel. So there's only Reb Liazar that says until the end of the first watch, and Reb Gamliel that says until Alaysa Shachar, and the Chacham agreed to that. They just say, however, by the way, you guys should be careful that you got to stop at midnight. Okay, the Gemara goes on. Um, this is going on. The Mishnah said not only this idea that you have to go back till midnight, rather, there are other things also. So now the Gemara says as follows Was Reb Gamliel the one that said, that you have to stop at midnight, <clears throat> and now with the Mishnah can add on, and by the way, not only do you have to stop at midnight for that, but even other things you have to stop at midnight. Now, Reb Gamliel wasn't the one that said that, it was the rabbis. And it sounds like when the, Gemara asks, when the Mishnah asks the question, if you look back in the Mishnah, there were three opinions. There was the opinion of Reb Yezer, the Chacham that said midnight, and then the Reb Gamliel that said until Allah until dawn. Now, and then the Gemara goes ahead and afterwards and says, by the way, this that we say that you've got to stop at midnight is not only this law, but it's other things also. Okay, that would be going like the Chachamim, which was the middle opinion, and it doesn't sound like that's what the mission is coming from. Okay, so the Gemara at once was the Bachstekin. Check out Amr. Okay, so Hachika Amr Lahur Reb Gamliel This is really what Reb Gamliel was telling his children as follows: the ones that came back from the party, he said that as follows: that you really, um, well, oh, meaning what we just had from the Gemara before that the rabbis' opinion are that you have to stop at midnight, but really they hold that you can go until dawn. 
So even the rabbis themselves that say they have to stop at midnight, mitzvah, so the mitzvah is really you can go till dawn. And not only that, also all other things also, you have to stop at midnight. So it's Rib Gamliel explaining the opinions of the rabbis, and that's why it makes sense for him to talk about this opinion of midnight, even though he wasn't the one that said it. Okay, the Gemara goes on and says that the list was the things in the Mishnah were Hector Chalabim. Now, the, the Gemara asks as follows. Ve'ilu achilas p'sachem tani. Now, in, in the Mishnah, it doesn't say, it's a statement. Ve'ilu achilas p'sachem tani. It doesn't say anything about that eating the carbon Pesach, which one has to eat on the night of the 15th of Pesach, that doesn't say when you can eat it to. It doesn't say that really you can eat it till the morning. And the rabbi said, you have to stop at midnight. We know that we have every year by the Karman Pesach, by, by, on, on, on Passover, the Afi Kerman, which is a remembrance of the, um, of the Karman Pesach, of the, the Pesach offering, that we stop at midnight, where really there's opinion, you know, there are different opinions, but many people go with the opinion that you have to stop eating the Afi Kerman at midnight. That's this idea, because you've got to stop at midnight. So we should say, the mission should say, that really you can go until the morning. However, the rabbi said, that no, be careful and stop at midnight. For a mini, the Gemara is going to ask a question now. Kriyashma, Arvis, the Halal, the Leilip Sachem. You have Kriyashma, the nighttime Kriyashma, and Halal, which we sing, the Leilip Sachem, on the night of Pesach, which is at the Seder. The Achilas Pesach, and the actual eating of the, off, of the Pesach offering. Mitzvah and Achi Alabunashachar. The mitzvah really is to eat it until the morning. So why didn't our Mishnah say this in the list, that Pasach really you're supposed to eat it until the morning. However, to put up a safeguard, we go until midnight. Amr Abiyasif, Abiyasif says, like Kasha, that's not a question. It's two different opinions. These two different, our Mishnah and this opinion from this Mishnah over here is two different opinions. The Tanya, like we learned in Abraisa, it says in the Pasach that one must eat this Basar of the carbon Pasach at that night. It says over here in regard to the carbon Pesach that you have to eat it at midnight, exactly, but at this night. Sorry, not midnight, but at this night. And it says in a different place, which is referring to Makas Bechayres, the, the uh, when Hashem went ahead and killed all the firstborns of the Egyptians, it says Balayla Hazah on that night. Malalain Archatzayis, just like by the firstborns being killed in Egypt, it was exactly at midnight. Afkan Archatzayis, so too the carbon Pesach, we have to eat until exactly midnight. That's why Reb Lozer Azariah learns that you have to eat the carbon Pesach only until midnight. Amar Leir Bekiva, Bekiva said to him, Alaykvar Namar Bechipazayin. It says that you have to eat it in haste. You have to eat it very quickly. Ad Shaschipazayin, which is what does that mean? Until the time of the time that we have to leave quickly. So when's that? That's I'm sorry, that's till the morning, right? Well, that's when they left Egypt. They left Egypt in the morning. Same Cain, Matamalaymar Balaylas. Then why does it say at night? So I would think that you can eat it like other kachim. All other kachim, standard kachim, get one day and one night. Shlamim, which is which is a kachim column. Some of them, some um, meaning a shlamim and some others, get two full days and one night. Now this one, it should be eaten like kachim, at least it should get one day. Not only the night, even one day. Tamalemers, the Pasuk tells us, Balayla, only you get night to eat this offering, not the previous day. Balayla hu it's only eaten by night and not by day. So now Bishlam Lera Balazar ben Nazariah, it's good according to his opinion. It's like Zereshava, he learns from the two words, Hazeh, Hazeh, to teach us that it means midnight. Itzrech, Lemichtev Lehazeh, he needs that word to teach us this law of eating the carbon Pesach, Exactly at midnight. 
Elder Bakiva, according to Bakiva's opinion, that you learn that you can eat it until the morning. Hai hazeh mayavadle. What does he do with this extra word in the pasuk that says balayla hazeh at this night? It should just say balayla. Mayavadle. What does he do? Lemuute layla acher hudasa. He comes to exclude an additional night, not only the first night, even the second night. Salkadet tachamina. I would think halu pesach ukachim kalim. Ushlamim Kachum Kalim. The Karbam Pesach is considered a Kachum Kalim. There were different types of offerings in the Basin Mikdash. Some were more severe and some were less in their, uh, not importance, but I guess, yeah, importance and, and severity of how they were treated. One of the different, the, one of the differentiations between these different Karbanas is how, how long you can eat it for. So just like a Pesach is a Kachum Kalim, it's the more lenient type of carbon. Ushlamim Kachum Kalim. And the Shlamim is also the same thing, same category. Just like a shlamim is eaten for two days and one night, af pesach It's also a little interesting because we never find anywhere that you can get two nights for a carbon. But the point is, we're borrowing the idea from shlamim. Shlamim gets two days, so we say, hey, maybe pesach you get two nights. And it should be eaten now for two nights on one day. Kamash malan. That's what I would think. Kamash malan belayla hazeh. That's what Rabbi Kiva does with this word hazeh. Belayla hazeh hunechal only one night. Ve'ina nechal belayla achin. You don't get a second night. Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria. How does he know this idea that you can't have a second night? The Gemara answers miloisay siru ad biker nafka. He learns that you can't go till the next morning because that's considered nicer. If you only get this night, then you can't go till the next morning. That's not possible. So it doesn't apply to have a second night if you can't even get past the morning. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva wisely learned that there should be an issue with Nasser of leaving over an offering till the next morning. So Imehasam, if he learns from there, Havamina, my biker, biker shaney. When it says in the Pasik that you should not leave over your offering until the morning, meaning you should eat it the entire night before and don't leave anything over, that's talking about the second night. Because he learns that you get two nights. Rabbi Lazar, Amarlach, and Rabbi Lazar will tell you, no. Call biker biker rishon. Whenever it says in the in the pasuk rishon, the first that's always referring to the first one. I'm sorry. Whenever it says biker in the pasuk, which is morning, that's always referring to the first morning, and that's why you don't get two days. He says you only get one night, and then that morning, the next morning, already is considered no. It's already considered that you left it over, and you have to burn it. Now the Gemara goes on. Bahadi Tanoi, these two Tanoim, which was a Lazar ben Azariah and Rebekiva, that dispute on when you can eat the carbon Pesach until. Kahani Tanoi, it's the same dispute as a different dispute which we find somewhere else. The Tanya, like we learned in Abraisa, Shom Tizbach Asa Pesach Be'erev. It says that you have to slaughter the carbon Pesach at, in the evening. Kivoy HaShemesh. And then it says, when the coming in the morning, Mo'ed, the time, which was the time that we left Egypt. That's the verse, and now we're going to expound on this verse. Rebeliezer says, In the evening you go ahead and you slaughter the animal. And when, when the morning starts coming, I think it's referring to midnight, that's when you eat it, you eat it exactly at midnight. And then in the morning when it's time to leave Egypt, at the Sarif, that's when it's considered nicer, since you only have that night, and the next morning is already considered like you left it over, now you have to burn it. You slaughter it at the in the evening, in the beginning of the evening, like right before um, it starts getting evening. When it gets to midnight, that's when you eat. And when can you eat it till you can eat it? You can eat it until the time that you leave Egypt. So that's not the time of Nicer. The time that's still the time of eating into the next morning when when they leave. That's how they that's how they learn there's two different things, and that's the dispute between Belazar ben Nazaria and Rebekiva that learn if it's only that night or even the day. Amar Ababa, Rabba Abba says, everyone agrees, Kishaniglu Yisrael Mitzrayim, Lay Niglu El Ba'arif. 
everyone learns that the beginning of the redemption, the redemption of the Jewish people from Egypt was at night. Hashem took us out of Egypt at night. However, when we actually, the physical leaving of Egypt, that was already the next morning. After the day, the next day, after the Pesach, the Jews left Egypt with a strong, mighty hand. So what's the dispute? The dispute's going to be on what is this time of running out, of, of in a hurry, of uh, when that was and who it was. Rebelazan Azariah learns my Chipazan, Chipazan the Mitzrayim. When the Egyptians, I'm sorry? Israel, right? Yeah, it's not Slash. My Chipazan, Chipazan the Mitzrayim. It's when the Egyptians wanted the Jews to get out of Egypt already. I'm sorry? Yeah, right. They were they wanted them out because Makas Bacharis was exactly at midnight. At that time, every single Egyptian wanted the Jews out of there. Moshe Rabbeinu said, "No, guys, we're not leaving till the morning. We're not looking. We're not going to look like a bunch of thieves that are leaving in the middle of the night. We're going to wait till the morning and go out with a strong hand, mighty hand, that everyone should see us leaving." The haste, the leaving, the the hurry was the hurry that the Jews were in to, to leave, which is only the next the, the following morning. Tani nami hachi, we learned similarly in Abraisa. Hashem took us out of Egypt, Laila, at night. Did Hashem take us out at night? However, we know that, you only, that the Jews only went out by the day. It was after the Pesach, the next morning, that they went out. Rather, this teaches us the redemption started in the evening at midnight when Makas Bechari started, but the Jews actually only left in the following day. Now, the, these verses are going to expound now on the different things that happened when the Jews were leaving Egypt. The, one of the, the main things that happened was that they went ahead to all the Egyptians and took all their gold and all their silver and everything that they had, and they left Egypt with, um, with, all, this, um, with all the booty from, from the Egyptians. Hashem told Moshe, go speak to the Jewish nation and tell them to go ahead and take all this, uh, you know, Zav and Kesef, all the silver and gold from the Egyptians. Ami de Bayrabiani says, The word na means a lotion of requesting. Hashem was like asking and saying, please. He was pleading. He was saying, please go ahead and tell them this. This was what Hashem was telling to Moshe. I am requesting of you, tell the Jewish nation, ask the Egyptians. I'm, at, I'm requesting from you that they should request from the Egyptians to go ahead and get all their uh, silver goblets and their, and their golden goblets. That they shouldn't say, which is referring to Avram Avinu. Hashem told Avram Avinu, that they will work and they will persecute them, meaning the Egyptians will make the Jews work. That that was Kayim, since we know that the Jews were actually um, worked really hard in, in Egypt. Now, if you don't go out and you don't take all their silver and all their gold, the Pasuk says, they're going to go out in this looking, looking really uh, with, with uh, all the riches and all the different things. They'll be a great nation. So if they're not going to take any of the money from them, then the promise that Hashem gave to Avram Avinu, which was way before this, this story of the Egyptians happened, that would not take place. So Hashem told Moshe, make sure that all the Jews go ahead and take all the silver and gold in order that that should happen. Um, so what happened was the the Kali Yisrael told told Moshe like this. It's like it's like we should just get out of here already. 
Meaning you're telling us to go ahead now and knocking on doors and getting all the riches and gold. We would we just want to get out. Mashal is comparable to Adam to a person. a person that was locked up in jail. People were telling him, We're gonna take you out of jail tomorrow. However, we're gonna to give to you tomorrow many you know, mum and harbe a lot of money. He says, I'm, I'm like I plead from you, I don't need anything. Just take me out right now. I don't care for the riches tomorrow. Right. Take me out right now. And I don't, I don't care for tomorrow to get all, your, all the riches. So too, the Jews, when they were leaving Egypt, and Moshe told them, go ahead now and get all the money from the Egyptians. All the Jews were like, listen, we don't need all the, all the riches. We just want to get out of here. Right? The Pasuk goes on and, and request from them, ask them, or borrow, I'm sorry, borrow from them. They weren't. They, they didn't ask nicely. Hey, can we please borrow maybe that goblet? You know, that's made out of gold. They they forced them to take it. They said, "We're taking this." Some people say it was against the will of the Egyptians, and they said, "Too bad. We're taking this." That even though the Jews wanted to leave, still Moshe told them, "No, you have to go ahead and take." The one that learns that it's against the will of the Egyptians. That you will um, you will split the hold on, let me just get this exactly and the dweller within a portion's bo- uh, booty, which I guess refers to the fact that yeah that they were that they were splitting all the riches from the Egyptians. However, the ones that the, the one that learns that it was against the will of the Jews, Mishum Masai. I'm sorry, that was the reason. Not the reason because they, they just wanted to leave already. Rather, it was going to be very heavy for them to carry all these riches, all this gold and silver out of Egypt. They're going to have to travel <coughs> through, through the desert now. They don't want to go ahead and carry it. And so it was against the Jews' will. Hashem, Moshe told them, no, you guys, get, you have to take the gold and silver. The Apostle goes on. And they like, depleted the Mitzrayim. They made a trap. They made them like a trap without grain, which means as follows. Unless you're trying to trap a bird, you're trying to trap an animal. So what you do is you put food in there to try to attract the animal to get in there. What they did was they made these Egyptians like a trap without any food, meaning they completely cleaned them out and took out all their riches. They made it like a net that doesn't have any fish. Now the passage goes on. What does that mean? Hashem told Moshe, Go ahead and tell the Jews, I was with you in this exile. And now I'll go ahead and any future generations that are going to have Golas, I'll be with you there also. Moshe told Hashem, the master of the universe, It's enough that we have this, this um, time of Golas this time of exile at the at the precise moment right now. Don't start telling us that we're gonna you're gonna be with us, you know, at, at, at the next one. We don't want to hear about the next one. So Amrlahem Akadish Baruch Hashem said to Maisha, Leikh Amrlahem, Eya Shulchani Alechem. So say just about now, Eya just once. Don't say it twice. I agree with you. Okay. Thing where goes on. Now once we saw a Pasak that says, that I'll be with you now and be with you then, and we see this uh, Hashem saying this twice, we bring in another Pasuk, which we, which we actually had previously on Davav, that says, Anini Hashem Anini, Anavi, which was on Hara Carmel, and was davening against the Baal, and he wanted the fire to come down from the heavens to go onto his Mizbeach, and to prove the other people wrong, the Ebdei Baal. Omar Bavo Bavo says, Loma Omar Elio Anini, why do you say Anini? Hashem, answer me. Why do you say that twice? Um, 
base bombem melamed shamar leol fnekles baruchu hashem alio told hashem as follows rebanishalo master of the universe anini shetered ishmena shamayim let there be a fire that comes down from the heavens the toichel call asher almas bech and it should eat everything on my altar vanini and also answer me another thing shetasiach daitam that you should kind of distract the Oivdei Abal, the people that were worshipping this idol called the Baal, that they shouldn't say, oh, that was just an action of witchcraft that wasn't actually their god. Which the actual verse means, thus you will turn their hearts back, and that they shouldn't look at it and twist the story and see, and look at it as, hey, that was a, an action of witchcraft and not that it was actually Hashem. Now, okay, now we're up to the Mishnah. The previous mission, the first mission which we had on the Bays, was referring to the evening Shema, which we had three different opinions. The opinion that it started, which everyone agreed at, was Tzayz HaKachavim. And the end point, which was, we had the three opinions, which we just learned to think Gemara was really two, was either until the end of the first watch, or Aloysa Shachar. Now the Gemara is... We know for sure that Rabbi Lezard didn't hold, there was also a... Um, a boundary? Yeah. Perhaps it's not, because we never find anywhere that people, we should go so far back to that Shema Rishonah. I Meaning we find other places, that's exactly what the mission says, that we find places that we have a, a safeguard at midnight, but we never find even early. Okay, now the Gemara goes on. Also, the, we, we learned then that the dispute between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yezer is how they learn the word Bishach Bachav, going to sleep. Either it's a time of when you start to go to sleep, or it's a time whenever you're sleeping. So that's the dispute. Okay, the, Gemara, the mission goes on now. Okay, so now how do we know at what time can one start saying... Can one start saying Shema from in the morning? Mishiyakar, the first opinion is Mishiyakar ben Tchilas Lalavan, when you can see the difference between Tchilas, which is a blue, Lalavan to white. We'll see uh, what kind of white, what kind of blue in a minute. Rebbe Yezer says the second opinion, that's, that's the Tanakama. That's the first opinion. Rebbe Yezer Aymer ben Tchilas Lakarsi. It's the difference between blue and this like greenish, like turquoise or something, which are much more similar, and you would need more light to differentiate the two. Um, and when and when can you finish it? Until when? So there's two opinions now. Until when can you say the Shema? Aranitzachama. Until sunrise. Bishua Aimer. Bishua says An Until the third hour of the day. Shekin Derech Malachim. Because that was the way of the kings, which we learned earlier. Lamed Bishal Eshayis. The king the king slept in three hours after into the day. So that's when one can say Kriyashma until. If someone says Kriyashma from there and on, from after the third hour, he doesn't lose because it's like a person that just says, um, he's like saying Devetari, he's like reading from, from Chumash. So, which is interesting because he, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't fulfill his obligation. So it's a little interesting to say that Misha is like, oh, the guy, he's, he's kind of okay because he still has, has his Torah well, in there. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean? You, de- you defeated the whole purpose. What does that mean that you're still okay? I don't know. Okay. Now the Gemara goes on. My bane chilas lalavan. So quick question about the three hours. The Go ahead. So if he gives up at, at three hours, he still needs time to actually say the Shema. So we, we need... Well, it's not, it's not referring to the kings, the Jewish kings necessarily. It's referring right. to kings in general. That's the time that they used to wake up. So that's what time we have. They woke up later than everyone else. Right. Sure. So we have until the time that they wake up. Possibly because that's considered the time of, um, I guess, morning. Because people wake up. and I mean, They're the last ones that get up in the morning. Oh, that's it. There they go. Oh, Kumach. All right. That, um, that, since they're the last ones, so you get until then. Oh, fine. Um, and the guy that sleeps in really late till till you know midday, we don't go according to him. Okay. Now, so the Gemara asks as follows: My bein tchilas lalavan. What's the difference between this blue color and lalavan? Ilam bein gavavad de amra chiyura 
between a spool of white wall, or a have a and the difference between that and a spool of blue blue wall. So the Gemara asks, It's very simple, it's very easy to see. Even at night, you can see the difference between the two. You hold it in front of you, you can see one's light, one's dark. Ella, rather, what's the what does it mean in the Mishnah? You have this thing of wool, this bundle of wool, which was dyed a blue color, and it wasn't dyed very well. It wasn't it wasn't a strong dye or whatever it is. There's still streaks of white in it. So the white that's in this blue dyed um, wool, those that difference, that's what it's referring to. That at that point, when you can see the difference, that's when one can start saying Krishma. Tani Rameir Aimer Rameir says Mishiyaker bein Zev Zeiv LeKelav. When you can see the difference between a wolf and a dog, which they're similar, similar kinds of animals. However, if it's day and you can see them more clearly, then it's very easy to tell the difference. So at that point, which is, I think, a little bit later. When you can see the difference between a donkey and a wild donkey, which are even more similar and um, would, be, would be even later in the day. When there's more light. Others say, When you see a person four amas away from you, which is about, let's say, seven feet or something like that, seven, eight feet, and you recognize him. So, and the law is like these acherim, these others that say in this opinion that when your friend, excuse me, is four amas away from you, that's when the, um, and, well, I'm sorry, when your friend is four amas away from you and you can recognize him and see that it's him, then you can start saying Kriyashima. Amr Abaya, Abaya says, When one can put on tefillin in the morning, the earliest time is the opinion of the Achirim that say that once you can recognize your person from four hours away, that's when you can start putting on tefillin. The Kriyashma, however, to say Kriyashma is Kivasikin. That's Kivasikin. Who's, what's Kivasikin? What is this? Vasikin are these righteous people. Rashi explains that they are Anoshim Anovim, they're humble people, Machabavim Mitzvah, and they love Mitzvah. So what do they do? They wake up and they start saying Kriyashima. They end Kriyashima right before Neitzah and they go right into Shema Nasrei, the second after Neitzah which is the second after sunrise, in order to say Shema Nasrei at the earliest possible time. Tani Nami Hachi, we learned also in a Brisa, Vesikin Hayu Gaimer Neitzah Ara Neitzah These people, these holy, these uh, you know humble people, they would go ahead and and Gaimer and they would finish Isa Ima Neitzah They would finish Shema with the Neitzah Hama Kedei Sheyismach Gulu Lefila that they should have the Geula, which is the end of Shema, the last paragraph in Shema, which speaks about Yitzias Mitzrayim, the leaving of Egypt. That's the Geula Lefila. They they put it close to the Shema Nasrei. And then it comes out that they're praying during the day, the earliest point of the day. What is the Pasuk for these people? I'm sorry, which is the exact translation is, what do we have over here? Um, they will fear you with the rising of the sun and before the moon. Okay, the idea is that they who fear you, which is referring to these Fisikan people, with the rising of the sun, that's when they started praying. Now, the Gemara goes on, Reb Yechanan ben al-Yakim, Mishum Kahila Kedeshish Dibushalayim. Reb Yechanan ben al-Yakim said Eidos, he testified about this holy congregation that was in Jerusalem, anyone that puts close 
that uh, um, Davin's Shemayna Esrei, right after he says Shema, Enan is a Kaliyam, will not get damaged, nothing will happen, they won't get hurt the entire day, Kulay, the whole day. Amar Abzeira, Eni, is this true? V'ha'na Asam Keni, I went ahead and did that. I Davin Shema, I said Shema, and then afterwards I said Shemayna Esrei, V'etazki, and I got damaged. Amar Lebemayet, it's Zakas, well, how do you get damaged? The Amtiyas Asla Beimaka, that they called me into, um, they, forced, they forced me to bring the myrtles to the house of the king. I guess that was, uh, that was, that was it cost a lot of money to do that. So the Gemara says, Hasam nami mi lemev igra Um, one second. The Gemara says that in that case, you would even be required to offer payment to see the face of the king. So that just to see, just to pay money, that's not considered getting damaged. Something getting damaged is hurting yourself, a physical damage. But just to pay money, that's that's not considered that you'll be saved if you if you're seimach and geulu l'tfilah. Amar Rebbechan, Rebbechan says, "Lo'elim yishtad al-adam laretz likras malchi Yisrael." A person should always be careful to run and greet the kings of the Jewish kings. Lo'elikras malchi Yisrael bavad. Not only that, not only the Jewish kings. El lafil likras malchi akam. Even the non-Jewish kings, a person should always be very careful to greet them. Sheim yiske that if a person is is zeichem merits that Mashiach should come in his days. He'll know the difference then between the, the Jewish king and the non-Jewish king. Meaning you have to know what a Jewish king looks like and what a non-Jewish king looks like in order that when Mashiach comes, you'll be able to say, oh, this is Mashiach. Obviously, he's not, he doesn't, he's not like the non-Jewish kings. He's like a regular Jewish king, so I know who he is. says to When you go up to there, Go ask... Uh, about the uh, the well-being of my brother Rev Breina, but my Habura in front of the entire like a uh, group, the Adam Gadolhu, since he's a great person, v'samach b'mitzvahs, and he's happy with his mitzvahs. Zimna Chada one time, samach gula l'tfila. He daven shema right, and he put that right next to his shmanasri, meaning daven shmanasri right afterwards. V'leipsik chaycham ipume kol yoyma, and he didn't. His smile wasn't removed from his face the entire day. Now the Gemara asks as follows: Hey, Chimatzi Zamech, how can you put Geula Latfila? How can you put the Shema Nasri right next to the Shema? Bahamar Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, and says: B'tchilo Hu Aimer Hashem Svasay Tiftach L'Besayfu Aimer Yihirotzen in My Feet. You have to say these words right before davening, right before you start. You ask Hashem to open up your mouth and help you daven. So that should split up. That should break up the Shema and the Shema Nasri. Amar Rabbi Lazar to Hey, to Hey Tfilo Shal Arvus. Say that. Don't say that by chakra. Say that by arva. Say that by myrev when you daven. Who's considered someone that will merit Olam Haba, the, the world to come? This is someone that says Shema close to the time that he's going to daven Shemana No. So say Hashem Say that in. Um, say that by Mincha. Because there's no issue of, com- of, of combining the two, of putting them close. Really, you can say it in all of them. Once the rabbi said to say this during the tefillah, it comes all together, and it's all a connection to the geula. And that's what... It's an extension of the tefillah. I'm sorry, it's an extension of the shmanasri. Exactly. Hashkivenu and the other things, the other brachas, those were extension of the... That's the geula rechta, right. The Eloi Teimach. If you're not going to say this, Arvis by Ma'ariv Hechi Matzi Samach. How can you com- com- uh, combine the two and, and uh, put them next to each other? Vahal Boy Lameimar Ashkivenu. You have to say Ashkivenu, which splits the, which splits up the Shema and the Shema Nasra. Elo Kivu the Tekin Rabban Ashkivenu Kegula Rechta Damya. Once the Rabbi said you should say this Ashkivenu, so it connects it from the Gula, which is the last 
um, which the last few verses in the Shema. Halchanami came to cover Rabbanon betfilah since the rabbis established that this is part of the tefilah. Ketfilah arichta damyo. This Hashem sevasei tiftach is part of the tefilah. Mechti the Gemara was on ha hi yularotzen imri fi mashvul abesayif mashvul meikara. This that you're praying yularotzen it should be your will Hashem imri fi that the words of my mouth should be um, should be appeasing to you. You can either say that in the beginning of the, of the Shema or you can say that at the end. Be no meimar. I'm sorry. You say at the beginning. Right. Let my words be, well, well, you know, yes. acceptable to you. Say it again. Okay. So the Gemara says, "To be in a little meimar." Um, you know, my time or tiknura. So that's part of the, the one before, right? My time of tiknura. Barnalachir chesbrachas lameru meikara. They should say in the beginning. So Amr Rebbe Huda, that's part of the question. Amr Rebbe Huda has the answer. Bread Rebbe Shimon Bahazi. Hayo v'loy Amru David Ella Achar Yudches Parshias. It's only David only said this after the 18th paragraph. Lafichot to Kinu Rabban and Lachar Yudches Brachas. That's why the Rabbi said to say it after the 18th. Brachas Hani Yudches. Gemara asks, these are the 18th, after the 18th. Was after the 19th. Havyan Ashrei Ish Olam Brig Shuagayan. These are two chapters in Tehillim that those are, go together. Chad of Parsha who it's considered one chapter. Amr Bihud Debrei Dir Shimon Ben Pazi Kuf Gimel Parshias Amr David Vle Amr Haluluka Ad Sharam Mefalas and Shal Rishon. He only said this Haluluka until he saw the downfall of the. Risham, the wicked people, Shnemar, Yasmu, Chatom, and Aaretz, Risham, Oed Enam, Barchinashes, Hashem, Halukos, that's only after he said that the downfall of the Risham, that's when he said Haluka. Hani Kuf, Gimel, the Gemara asked, this is 103, Kuf Dao, that's 104th chapter. Havyan, Elish, Mamino, Ashri, Esh, Lamarik, Shu, Gayim, Chad, Parsha, he together, those are considered one, Dermir, Shul, Marnachmen, and Rabbi Yerkan, Hal Parsha, Shaisa, Chaviva, David, Pasak, Baba, Ashri, Vesayan, Baba, Ashri, anything that David really liked, he started with Ashri, ended with Ashri, Pasak, Baba, Ashri, Dixiv, Ashri, Ish, which is the two different chapters. Obviously, we see that they're together because the one in the beginning has the ashray, and then the next chapter has the, the end has the ashray, so we see that they're together. Sure. All right. Yeah.